Hold on to your rainbows and join me, Lizzie Lesbiana, for a weekly dose of LGBTQ news, talk, and entertainment. I'll be interviewing artists, activists, bosses, entrepreneurs, creators, and other movers and shakers in our community. Remember, if it sounds gay, you know I'm in. <laughs> Hello, beautiful people. It's your girl, Liz a.k.a. Lizzie Lesbiana, and I'm back with another episode. For this week, I have a special guest, G. Stone. I'm going to read about G. Stone before I get into the interview. G. Stone is a certified and board-approved clinical sexologist, certified master sexpert, intimacy coordinator for TV and film, dating, relationship, and intimacy coach, and founder of Straight But Not Narrow Ladies. So your girl, G. does it all. So now, without further ado, here's our interview. I hope you enjoy. Um, I'm G Stone. As I said, my pronouns are she, her, and I am a certified clinical sexologist. I am a intimacy, relationship, um, dating, and sexology coach, um, certified master sexpert, intimacy coordinator for film and TV, um, and I'm also a travel curator and the founder of Straight But Not Narrow Ladies. So that was great. Like, that was definitely a list right there. Um, and I am going to read the introduction, so y'all going to hear it twice. But the thing is, I already know G's going to do it better than me, and it's going to have a little more flair and spice. So I, I want y'all to know all the stuff that G does, so you're going to hear it twice, all right? So you're going to hear from me, and then you're going to hear from G. Um, so we're going to um, start diving into to some of the questions and you know, if you want to ask me anything random, you can, but it's definitely, the floor is definitely yours. And I definitely want everybody to learn more about you and what it is that you do um, also for the community. So the first thing I I wanted to ask you is what is, what is straight but not narrow ladies? Okay. Straight but not narrow ladies is a membership community for bisexual Curious, queer, questioning, and fluid women. Um, it is a space that we use in order to create more of like a safer space community for like-minded women. Um, Straight But Not Narrow Ladies has several platforms. So we use Instagram as a way to connect with like broader audiences. But our... Um, our core is like a chat platform that we use to connect with all of our members. In addition to that, we curate events and travel experiences to allow um, members of our community and those that kind of, um, I guess, align with our goal and our target audience to be able to connect in real life. We think that is extremely important to create community for bisexual women and allow them to kind of have a place and space where they can meet each other in real life and transition from a lot of the noise that happens in online spaces. I, yeah, I, I definitely can agree with the noise that happens in online spaces. I know there was a time where, um, when I actually had my Facebook group and it was for bi and lesbian women of color. And it was just so hard to get like that engagement that I wanted 
or that um, participation, not with every, not with everybody, because there's always going to be people who are always going to show up and show out and support. So mm-hmm. I don't want to make it seem like it's everybody because that's definitely not the case. But I definitely had that. Um, I, I had that same feeling of wanting to create that community space, especially like a safe space. It was a little harder because I did start during a pandemic. But I think you kind of also started around the pandemic as well. Is that correct? Yes, we started. Actually, we started right before. So we had our very first very random meet and greet December of 2019 to kind of do a cheers to the end of the year. And things just kind of skyrocketed in a sense. And then in March, the pandemic hit and we went from rocking and rolling with like monthly activities to being inside. Right. Yeah. It just went down. It went downhill quick. Right. Very fast. It went downhill quick. And I think that was, um, I mean, that in itself was an experience. But then, like you said, it was good that you kind of had that that mini start because you were able to still keep people connected during the pandemic. Is that correct? Uh, yes, we were. But it's like we were, but we weren't. So when we started in December, it was more so of just like a random, let's just see what happens. Let's just see right. if I'm crazy and if there really is a need for something like this. So in the first initial months of like that, you know, January through through early March, because the pandemic was like with the first or second week. So the first two months was literally just like testing the waters to see who was going to show up. Um mm-hmm. During the pandemic, I think what was interesting is that we didn't recognize the mental impact and strain that was right. going to occur. And because of that, it was it was somewhat hard and challenging to transition to online because everyone was going through their own thing. And it was so many things going on at once, especially with, um, you know, just basic things like employment, um, groceries, like, you know, basic, basic plain vanilla things. There were so many things going on that community and staying connected and doing virtual events just wasn't on a lot of people's radar. So it was quite challenging, but we did um, figure out a way to kind of navigate through it. And then once outside started to open up again, in a sense, that's kind of when we started doing our travel experiences because we just felt like it was really important to kind of get people together and to, I don't want to say lighten the mood, but help them transition out of all the BS that was kind of going on in the day to day and kind of rekindle with that joy and that happiness and hopefully be able to take that good time and transition back to home. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was, you know, it was, it was rough. I think it was rough for everybody, but I think it was, it was rougher for those that were just getting started because you didn't Mm -hmm. even get a chance to kind of put your roots down. You literally just started something and then, you know, everyone's going home. They, They don't got time for you. They don't have time to hear that. Right. Right. So I know you just kind of, I mean, you touched on it, I mean, in your introduction and even just now, but one of my main questions is why did you create this community um, to begin with? Um, so in my head, Ooh. I didn't feel like there was much representation for um, bisexual women um, or those that were curious or questioning. And then to take that further, I really felt like the scene for um, just lesbian women or the scene for those that just weren't straight, it was very whitewashed in my head. Okay. And I felt like if you, That's not if you were, well, that was, that was my thought process, right? My thought process was like, you know, if you were curious or if you wanted to meet women, um, you know, where do you go to do that? And, you know, living in New York is like, you would think that it's kind of the Mecca of everything, but there really aren't many places or spaces for um, like 
by women. Like it, it's it's more so of like a traditional straight club or um, a very stereotyped lesbian bar. And then mm. going into those spaces where, you know, they've got flags and stuff outside. This is no shade to anyone. This is just my, my experience. But like going into them, you feel like you don't belong. You feel like it's just not for you. It, there's no one there that looks like you. There's no one there that you feel like can kind of like resonate with your story. And the people that are there are sometimes they're pretty harsh because a lot of them are regulars. Like that's just their space. So when you walk in, it's obvious that you've never been there before. And I've actually had, you know, people come up to me and say things like, you know, what are you doing here? Like you're, you're, you're too straight to be here. Like it was, you know, it's like a lot of what? things that didn't need to happen. Oh yes. Yes. Why? Yeah, so I haven't been to many. I haven't been to many. I have not been. I'm not going to lie and say that I've been to all of them because I haven't. But okay. I've gone to one or two maybe like five or six years ago. And it was enough to be like, I'm not going back. Right. Like, okay. I don't. It's, a, it's enough for me to walk in here uncomfortable, like right, trying to right. trying to understand my sexuality better. Right, and right. then have someone tell you that you're not enough to be here or you shouldn't be here. Or why are you? I mean, just questioning you. So it took a couple of those experiences to kind of be like, you know what? Um, when you're when you're supposed to find your space, you will find your space. And then that kind of transitioned to me being impatient and being like, I feel I'm gonna just make a space because I can't be the only one. And I think a lot of that kind of stemmed from being online and really realizing that there were a lot of women that are on these online dating platforms that are struggling with a lot of the same things. And they're feeling a lot of the same way. And it was just like, you know what? Let's just see what would happen if there was a community that was specifically for people that are not really um, being meant to, or not being made to feel like they're included. Um, and it literally was like, you know, we're starting this group and we've got a happy hour. If you can identify with the concept of being straight but not narrow lady, which means that um, you're more so like feminine presenting and you're interested in other feminine women. But because you are feminine presenting, you kind of fall under the radar as being like straight passing. So you look like you're very much straight, but you probably aren't. Um, let's just see what that would look like if we just came out and people came out and it was it was great, right? Like it was, it was a lot of professional women talking about their careers or talking about their families or their children or just everyday stuff. And they all felt like they knew each other outside of the five or 10 minutes before we got there. And I'm like, this is something here, like this needs to happen. Mm -hmm. And we just kept rocking and rolling with it. And so, you know, we got shut down, but then, you know, we started to, we started to do a lot of virtual things. And what it taught me over the pandemic was that this crazy idea was more than just a crazy idea, because for a lot of people, this was like their lifeline in a sense where they were hiding parts of themselves from so many people that in essence, they were kind of hiding these parts from themselves as well. And to be able to kind of connect to an audience or a community or a space where you were accepted and you were appreciated and recognized and not put down and not judged in that way was a lot when they had so many other things going on. It was like, well, Dag, I know that when I'm in this space, I could at least try to be my whole self or all my neglected parts. You know, I can kind of let them show up and shine here because I can't do this anyplace else. And I think during a time when mental health, mental health issues really started to surface for a lot of people, they needed those spaces where they could just not worry about Absolutely. hiding anymore or feeling like they could just really be seen and heard. 
Absolutely. And I'm not going to ask you to call out any spots or any places, but just for some of my listeners who are not in New York, did you, you felt when you went to these bars or these clubs or events, these, this wasn't, was this in New York? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. So like you said, I kind of think everyone has this general idea that New York is so liberal and I mean, and it, it definitely is in comparison to other places. I don't want to take away from that. Um, but like you said, it's not all it's it's cracked up to be um, like like me, myself, like you said, as someone who is more femme presenting. And, you know, I tell someone I'm a lesbian and then like shook it and then they see my Instagram and I'm like, well, my name is Lizzie Lesbiana. And they're like, for real, are you still sure? And I'm like, I'm trying to let everybody who didn't know that I was a lesbian know that I'm a lesbian and I still get questioned. Um, so I'm pretty sure. And that's me. And not everyone has to. Um, not everyone is out. Not everyone has to be out. Everyone doesn't have to know. Not everybody wants to be Lizzie Lesbiana, right? Like, I want everyone, if you don't know, I want you to know, right? <laughs> everybody is not like, you don't have to be, right? And I think that's what makes us all so unique with all that different um, parts of our journey. If you would have called me 10 years ago, I would not be calling myself Lizzie Lesbiana. Now right. I just don't give a fuck. And I'm like, super gay. Like, super gay. Like, I swear to God, like, I need a tattoo. I need a cape. I need a, whatever it is. I don't care. But everybody's not at that point. And then, like you said, you try to meet new people and go places. And to, to be faced that way um, and spoken to that way by other community members has definitely, it, it has, definitely has happened to me, but it's happened to me um, in, gay, in a gay bar. So like the whole gay bar with like white guys and all the other stuff too, it's just kind of like, well, why are you here? Mm-hmm. So I've had that happen to me. And then like you said, and then I, that, I mean, that's just so many layers, like being a black lesbian going to... Absolutely. Now white bar, but not absolutely. That's a whole different thing. I'm gonna have. That's, I gotta bring. Yeah, I don't. That's know. a different that's a show. <laughs> that's a whole different thing. That needs to be a round a round table. It needs to be on some like you know how like on on the shade room, everyone's sitting around the table mm-hmm. talking about some dumbass mm-hass mm-hmm. shit on a podcast. It needs to be that. I'm like, first of all, who the fuck are these people? Because they think they're philosophers. And I'm absolutely. like, yo, I'm, I'm just trying to highlight people's, you know growth and entrepreneurs but they they act like they're really like philosophers and it's like yeah i went to school for sociology and journalism so don't don't ever make it seem like i'm not nobody's doctor um but yeah so like you said it's just a whole it's just a whole thing and and then i and i can say from a personal perspective a personal point of view you know having you know being a lesbian and being out and being on apps um i'm in a relationship now but prior to this i was on a lot of the apps and there was so many women who would say like, no bisexual women, no this, no that. And I'm like, damn, like, at least give her a chance real quick. Like, you know what I mean? Like I have, um, I know that I think I'm just a liberal person. So I have um, dated and spoken to bisexual women in the past as a lesbian. Um, But I realized that some of my fellow lesbians aren't as liberal as I am. And, and I can honestly say that I've seen that um, from my point of view. So I can definitely uh, attest uh, to what you said. And I, I, I do think it's sad at times. I mean, honestly, I in the, like, if I just had to be like real honest about it, I can understand the anger. I can understand the frustration. And I can also understand the preference or the desire to only um, connect with certain people or to have relationships with certain people or to have sex like I, I totally get it right like if you like it I love it rock with it but mm-hmm. I think what what doesn't what doesn't resonate and what doesn't translate well is that 
when you look at the gay community as a whole, it does kind of create the narrative of being super inclusive and super, you know, community and very like, you know, we all need to stick together because we're against the eight ball in this space that it just that part doesn't make sense. But I can also recognize that just because which I think holds true for anything, just because you are bisexual or just because you are lesbian or just because you are whatever um, identity choose doesn't mean that you're actually like part of the community or that your um, morals and values or beliefs and perspectives actually align with the greater mission of the community, right? So I think when I personally think about it that way, it's more so a like, okay, I get it, right? That's like saying like all Black people, you know, Black people. That's not true. And I think we all know that. Um, so yeah. because of that, I can step outside of myself and look at it in that way. But even in saying that, something needs to be said for the people that are not, or the people that feel like they're not included. So if you are a lesbian and if you choose not to be with bisexual women and if you're angry about it, cool, right? Like, like that's, your, mm. that's your baggage to carry, not mine. But then what about the bisexual women that feel like they have no place to go because there are no bisexual clubs or there are no um, bisexual events? You know, it's either one or the other. So you're constantly feeling like you have to choose. So when do you get to be who you feel like you want to be in the way that you want to be? Like you have to you have to find a way to kind of, I guess, carve out what works for you, but not necessarily like push people away. And I think that kind of happens online, especially in a lot of um, Facebook groups and um, apps. It it feels like gatekeeping where this is my thing, right? And because it's my thing, I'm going to handpick and cherry pick who who gets to come in. And I've been very, I've been trying to be very mindful of that, even with Straight But Not Narrow Ladies being um, a membership community, that it's not a place where if you're a lesbian, I tell you, you can't be here. It's a place where mm-hmm. I tell you, as long as you can respect and acknowledge that the majority of people in this space are going to be bisexual, if you're okay with that, then I'm okay with you being here, right? Because mm-hmm. we can all value and we can all benefit from the things that transpire here. But if you're going to come in this space and it starts to become a us versus them, or why is it like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like If it becomes that, then we have a problem. But as long as it's just like women that share a attraction to women and also are multi-layered and dimensional, like we all, like we work, we breathe, we we sleep, we shower. You know what I mean? Like we're still people. You're still, so if, we're still people? <laughs> right. Like we're still people. It's like, you know, I think people tend to look at it like, oh, it's for the gay people. And it's just like, really? Right. Seriously? Right. Right. I, I just feel like I definitely agree with everything you just said. and. I, I think, like I said, I'm a very liberal person, but then I also think there's a way to do things and a way to state a preference or not. And it's like, you don't have to do that or be um, to hurt, be hurtful to somebody who may have just came out like a few months ago. You, and, I, and I know that's another thing with dating apps and these apps and you see things and you're starting to be like, oh my God, like what's wrong with me? Is it like, so, and I, w- I was also mindful of that. Like I said, yes, I'm a hardcore lesbian and I've been out for a while. So that's not something I face, but it's like, I also want every, I know as cliche as it sounds, there is definitely, I feel like too much division in the community. So by me perpetrating that is not going to help, right? Like me saying like, oh, she's that, whatever, it's, it's not going to help. And then like you said, that that could end up like maybe not a prospect, but that could have been your new best friend or something. Like relax, you want to be by, honey, that's all on you. I say variety 
is the spice of life, all right? I only got one option in this motherfucker. I'm glad y'all don't. I'm glad y'all got some spice. You got some variety. It's like, hey, you know, <laughs> your week just went by. Mine is in April. Don't care. Whatever. You know what I mean? It's more for me. It's more the person. But I also don't like that, like, you're making people feel uncomfortable online. And our community is already not the biggest. And then within the community, there's, there's more, like, um like discord and shade. So that that's one thing that kind of like irks me on a, on a personal level. But um, you said it um, better than I did. I think you're probably more. Um, no, 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 no. <laughs> I think no, you're probably no. a little more mature. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. Like your preference is your preference. And if you don't like lesbian women or if you don't like bisexual women, that's cool. But, you know, to go to that extent, and I'm not saying that um, everyone does, but it yeah, sounds no, no. to me like you know what the extent is and you've seen probably yeah, some of the things I'm that I've seen chill, to go to this like, it's, it's hard it's hard they, they they go hard they go real hard I'm like damn for all of that like if I have all that energy I'm gonna start a new business or some shit like I don't know but that's something else that's just me um so for the for my next question I, I want to know how does one join this community so I know you just um briefly touched on the fact that it's like a membership based community so if someone was interested someone listening now um, what would they need to do to um, come on over? Okay, so hop on in. Um, you would go to straightbutnotnarrowladies.com, um, all one word. And um, it's, ba- I mean, you basically just buy a, a monthly subscription. So you buy a monthly subscription. And what we do is we kind of plug you into our um, members-only chat app that kind of has like different um, channels. And um, you'll probably get the warmest welcome that, you know, you probably received in a long time, which which warms my heart. Um, and then you get a bunch of members perks. But it's not, you know, it's not hard or complicated. There is no um, application that has to get filled out. You know, everyone goes through me. Right, and I right. say that with pride only because I think um, it's very personal, right? Like, this is my baby. And this is something that I'm really passionate about. And it's what I kind of do on a day-to-day basis. So I want to make sure that the right energy is kind of coming into this space. And at least if you're going through the person that, to, I guess in a sense, I do play gatekeeper, I'm here to kind of weed out the noise. So if it feels like noise, like then you're just not going to get past me. Like that's kind of how the process mm-hmm. works. But honestly, I, I haven't had any issues. Um, everyone that has come my way has been people that genuinely like, we're grateful for finding it and we're really missing something or needing something or wanting to see, you know, what we were about. And even in coming there, even the ones that were pretty skeptical, like we're not, we're not hazing or anything. Like there's nothing is there, there's no sorority or whatever, but it's just the conversations that we have are very candid okay. Okay. and the opinions are very, um, the opinions are very fresh and they resonate because it kind of feels like everyone's living the same life. So all the things that I think um, a lot of bisexual women struggle with just on a day-to-day and tend to feel like it's me, something's wrong with me. It's just refreshing to be in a space where it's like, oh, wow, right? Like this person is um, miles and miles away and they're going through the same type of experience. Or um, there's like this, this kind of disconnect, I think, in the community with experience levels where some people feel like they were supposed to come out or um, have their first experience when they were really young. And that's yeah. not always true. And then you get to be in your 40s or 50s and you're, you're kind of just like, it's too late for me. What am I supposed to do? Like, I have a lot of members that kind of fall in that category. 
And it's just nice to get them in a space where they can just recognize that like there is no timeline. There is no timeline. There is no brochure that you get sent in the mail that gives you your how-to. There's no checklist. Like stop trying to, you know, mirror up to this like false narrative and you're you're now stressing yourself out. And now you're not finding anyone that can connect with you in the way that you want to because you're so busy trying to still conform and be something that you're not. So to be in a space where people are just like open and accepting and want to get to know you and want to hear your story and want to like genuinely be friends. And if it goes somewhere, it does. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. You still are a part of a community of people that are just there for you. I think that that's like the, the most critical and um, instrumental part of the work that I do is just to create an environment where people just feel like I'm seen and I'm heard. And I think for Black women, not that it's only Black women, like I do try to create a community for everyone, but I think specifically for Black women, um, we don't really grow up with very liberal um, households. And because of that, when it comes to sex and sexuality, like we're kind of, we're at a disadvantage, right? Like we're always questioning, you know, are we good enough? Are we, are we enough for all the different things? And then we're also going, but I can't be a hoe or I can't be this or I can't be right. that. And it's like, we're kind of, we're always second guessing and questioning and in a sense, stumping our growth that to be in a space where people are just like, just do you, right? Just show right. up, just, just yeah. be happy to be here. Right. And yeah. that to me is important because how many places can you actually go when a lot of us are still putting on a song and dance at work, but still pulling on a song and dance with our families, especially like parents and grandparents. We're still putting on a song in there now in our community because we don't want to be looked at it a certain way. Right. That when yeah. you can actually like just show up and be like, okay, yeah. I'm here. What y'all doing? I was watching this last night. Like, like that's mm-hmm. refreshing and people need that. They do. They I sure I do. I would love for, I mean, I know this is random as fuck, but I would love to get like a lesbian card in the mail. I'd be so fucking happy. I'd be like, oh. what? What? And I keep telling people, like, yo, there's no, there's no badge. There's no membership card that you get. So when you're out here trying to meet people, you can't just like flash your badge and be like, hey, I'm part of this crew. It doesn't work that way. It would be nice, but it doesn't. So it's like, how are you supposed to meet people? You, you, there's no like bat sign we could do when they all come running. It doesn't work that way. Man, but it would be really great. That would be dope. Somebody actually asked me that. Somebody was like, can you like make a sign or something? And I was like, in my head, I'm going, how? could I do that? And then do I have to trademark or patent that? Like, how does that work? Like, you I probably would do want it. to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I can't, like, some kind of hand single, we all do, like, some kind of move, and they be like, oh, she wanted, like, I don't know. I see y'all. Yeah, see like, y'all. we good. You can't, I don't know. I'm gonna think about it. I'm gonna think well, about it. Well, I mean, from, so I've been definitely, um, like, following your pages and following your activities and following the things you've been doing over, I want to say over, like, the last two years. So I knew that I definitely wanted you to come on, but I know that if anyone could come up with an additional trademark and or any other sign or any other, you know, visual, I'm sure I'm sure you got it. I'm, I'm gonna I'm think pretty, about it. I'm pretty confident in your ability to uh, create even more. Listen, I'm I'm gonna think about it. I'm gonna think about it because it's right. I mean, it's true. Like if there was a way to like an easy identifiable way, it would be so good. Um, so I'm gonna think about it. Think you should <laughs> keep me posted. I'll right? post it. Like Lizzie, you want to try it? <laughs> I'm like talking. I'm with. I'm with. I'm with a lot of things. So I guess maybe you know. <laughs> God. 
<laughs> um, so I know you have outside of Shape But Not Narrowly's, I know that you do other activities and create uh, curate other events, like you said earlier. So I was definitely very interested in learning more about your upcoming retreat in Morocco. I was like, ooh, girl, this is nice. <laughs> let the people, Morocco let trip. The people know. Oh my God, that Morocco, that Morocco trip still has me like in awe because the Morocco trip was like, finalized right before I went to Costa Rica and Costa Rica was an amazing trip but just looking at the oh my god it was an amazing trip but looking at the itinerary for Morocco I was just like I gotta keep doing this like I I can't stop I gotta keep doing it and it's really it's really nice to be able to take people out of the country and allow them to really leave all their baggage at home So for my trips, I really try to create um, custom curated experiences that really force you to show up. Like you have no reason not to show up and be who you feel like you want to be. Because when you see me at the airport, you don't have to worry about transportation. You don't have to worry about your food. You don't have to worry about like where you're going to go. Like you you could literally leave your wallet because like, for the most part, everything is taken care of. Yeah. So I think that we need that, right? Like we do so much yeah. of like hustling and trying to do this and get these things done. That It's just nice and refreshing to have someone else cater to you, but cater to you in a way that you feel like empowered and deserving. Like it just feels so good to have someone be there for you and then create space for you where you can just like let it all go and be very open to a transformative experience. Because I think what tends to happen is that we push the agenda of self-care and wellness, but I don't always think that people are in the right mental space before they start doing these things. Like they'll just get a massage or they'll do yoga and things like that, but their mind is probably very saturated with all the things that are going on. So they're really not getting the full experience. You know, day one when we get there is really just about like let's just let's be in the moment, let's enjoy this process, let's um, you know, enjoy these excursions, let's have these conversations, you know, let's really appreciate this experience. Like you paid your money to be here and let's let's give you all the things. And then I think unknowingly they go through this very transformative process where they start connecting with people and then they just become like the best of friends. And by the end of the Shit, we're all like this big tribe and we're like, I'm not ready to go yet. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, let's keep in touch. Like, it's just this big, you know, kumbaya at the end. And, and it's just such a magical experience it's because beautiful. women don't, I think not, not even just women, but adults don't really learn how to make friends, right? We learn it as a child. Right. But when we become older, we don't learn how to make friends. And a lot of times we make friends as an act of survival. Like we're doing it at work or we're doing it where we leave because we need to make sure that we got our allies and things like that. We're not always going about making friends the right way. So to be in a space where everyone is just like, I'm just here to be here and I'm trying to have the best experience ever. They're, or, they're organically and naturally like gravitating towards each other. And then they're starting to reveal pieces of themselves that they don't feel comfortable um, you know, sharing with others. And then that's all automatically sh- forming a, um, a bond. And it's not pressure. Like, I don't go to people like, you have to talk about this or we have mm-hmm. to do this. It's just how it flows. And I've done so many of them that I don't think I even anticipate 
for it to not go that way because it's always going the same way. Okay. Everybody is always getting along. We're like, I'm always prepared, but like I've never had to deal with like conflict or any issues because my thing is always like, if you don't need to be here, then don't be here. Right. Like, yeah. like you're wasting my time. You're wasting your time and you're wasting your money. Like if you don't need to be here, don't right. be here. And I'm very, very clear about those types of things because I only want certain people to be there because then you're going to fuck up everybody else's vibe, right? Like, like course, you're yeah. ruining everybody else's vacation. Yeah. Um, so Morocco is going to be a great trip. It is September um, 2023. I think it's, I think it's August 31st to September 5th. Um, and that's going to be a, a fairly small group. Um, well, oh, I'm doing a trip to Guatemala in April. That is April 10th to April 15th. I just finalized that one today. So I'm super excited oh, about that one. Oh, wait. I was like, I didn't look at me, Matt Thurston. Yeah. I didn't know about that one. You didn't know about <laughs> it. Like I literally right before when you when when you emailed me was when I was responding to them. Um, but that one is like finalized today. That mm-hmm. is gonna be a great trip as well. I was looking at the itinerary and I was kind of like, take me now. Like let's just yeah, go. Like, why wait? right now like if I could figure out how to move it up I would move it up but um I feel bad because I don't want the trips to compete against each other but I do know that each environment and each group brings a different experience so there is no bad trip there is no bad experience they are different right right? um but it's it's just refreshing and I think um I was in Turks and Caicos on a boat for my birthday and I was in the middle of the water looking at Must the bluest nice. water that I think I've ever <laughs> seen in my life. The bluest, most beautiful, crisp blue water that I've seen in my life. And I literally sat there and I just had this overwhelming feeling of joy. And I was like, more women need to feel like this. Like more women need to be able to have this type of experience. Right. I was not worried about what was going on at home. I was not worried about what was going to happen tomorrow. It was just a very peaceful and calming and blissful feeling that I still hold on to. Right. And that was kind of like the inspiration for the, a lot of the international trips because it was just like, we got to get out the country. We yeah. got to explore. We got to use our passport. America's ghetto. I said it. I don't care. Ameri- yes. America's ghetto. New York is just another place. Born and raised here. Love it. But it's not my existence. It's not the beginning right. and end of my existence. And America right. can't be the beginning and end of my existence. Like I need to be able to explore and see what other cultures are like, see what other places are like and see where I can fit in and where I can't. And then just have that appreciation that like it's bigger than the four corners. It's bigger right. than the four corners. It's bigger than these four yeah. walls. And when you're ever, when, whenever you're feeling like you know, is not right or is not okay. It's the same concept with the straight but not narrow, narrow ladies community. You can tap into something else that's bigger and greater than you to be like, you know what? Absolutely. It's really about this. It's really about yeah. this community. It's really about acceptance. It's really about understanding and appreciation and all these good values that we can take and just be like, you know what? I am who I am. Mm-hmm. And because I am who I am, I can just become a better person as opposed to trying to be like, well, I'm only like this or I only do this or I only go right. here. Like pack your bags, sis. Like let's go. <laughs> and I and I love it. And I think I know what you're doing is amazing, right? Like I see the growth. I see how many. Like you said, now you just you booked a whole new trip and like and how many days? I'm like I didn't know about this. When did this happen? And I know like it's only uphill, you know, from here for you. So I'm I'm really excited about um what you're doing and and the things to come. 
thank you. I truly appreciate it because I'm sure you know that this is not easy, right? It's so not. All those affir- all, all those all those affirmative words and all those things that kind of make you feel like you have purpose and that you're you're doing something that's about change um, really help because it gets hard and it gets dark and you're kind of like, well, why am I doing this? Right? Like, why am I doing this? But when you realize how it's actually to help someone else or to help a group of people, it does make it better and it makes it easier. Yeah. It's not. And I'm on a different scale, you know, community work and educating people and trying to be positive and bring everyone together is not, doesn't always look Mm -mm. like this. Right. Because people, yeah, people. Yeah, people be people. And I'm like, and then, you know, sometimes it's frustrating because it's like, girl, like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I don't have to really do this, you know. No, you're right. Um, Especially if you're I, in a relationship, right? Yeah, I am, yeah. So it's kind of like, I have my person, right? Like, I'm good. I don't, I don't I need to do this for you. Right? I get it. Believe me, I get it. I don't. I really, but I, like I said, as much as, like, I want there to, to be change in the community and, mm-hmm. and just educating people more, that, that's what I'm, that's what I'm going for, right? So I just, I keep going and I keep trying and I keep coming back and um, I'm always hoping, hoping for the best. Um, so before I let you go today, is there anything else you would like to share with us? Any more upcoming initiatives or events or just, like, where we can find you? Um, I am always doing something I can admit to being the busiest of the busy bodies I will admit to that is like the toxic trait that everybody loves um it's always something so for right now um I think we'll be doing more local and local-ish events so um I'm in New York so it'll be things that are kind of like um either in the New York area or in the tri-state area um there's a chance that I may be going to Chicago when I travel I try to host events in those places because we do have um community members that do live outside of New York so um I do try to get places or I get places where there are people that kind of you know I go where the crowd is right so it's like if there's people that are just like you know we we want to attend things you should come here like if there's enough of them then I absolutely will come um so I think that's kind of what I'll be doing for the rest of this year. I do have a workshop coming up on Wednesday. The title is I Like Women Not What? And that is for all the um, ladies out there that feel like they um, are kind of in this limbo where they have an attraction or they're interested and they just don't know like what that now what is or, or what do they do next. And, and what I'm finding is there are a lot of women that fall in that bucket. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them are in relationships with men. Some of them aren't. Or some of them have been kind of struggling with the idea of um, what their sexuality really means or what that could look like for them. Um, it can be a very um, tough or challenging road. So mm-hmm. I'll probably be doing um, workshops and things like that around female sexuality um, for the rest of the year. And then once we get into next year, um, I'll be doing a lot of traveling. So there'll be at least four travel experiences with me. Um, I also am a coach. So I have, and I, I'm still accepting some coaching clients and couples. So I coach couples and, um, women, on all topics related to relationships, dating, intimacy, um, sexuality, partnership. I'm really big on communication and making sure that we are able 
to create environments where our relationships are designed to thrive. We are creating relationships that have strong foundations and not necessarily mimicking things that we see on television or in movies or, you know, some of the dysfunctional things that we have experienced um, just watching our families and friends, like really having like, I think, you know, there's really a push for like love and commitment, especially when it comes to black love, but we're not really teaching people how to get there. We're just showing them what it could look like once they get there. Once they get there. So, right. So that's something that I'm really passionate about as well. Um, So I do coaching on those spaces. Um, And... I feel like there's more, but you know, I, I don't know. And I'm a, I'm a, um, I'm gonna keep it popping. That's kind of what I do is I have all these ideas. I'm very like, I'm very much the creative mind. That's like the good and the bad because I'm always like this. Um, but when the ideas come, I'm kind of like, we should do this. And what I'm noticing is that there really isn't anyone doing it. Not that you need a bunch of people to do it, but I think that there's a fear around, um, just pushing the envelope a little bit and having some of these harder conversations. And in the past year or so, I think I've just gotten very comfortable with being someone that's open to champion the idea of attacking these harder conversations now because it just builds the path for having a better future. So how how you interact with yourself and how you interact with potential partners is going to, you know, highly influence how you interact with people that are in your community or if you decide to have children, like what type of parent you are. Um, it's, it's just all interrelated. And I think what's very magical about these experiences is that although I do a lot, it's all very interconnected. It's all really based on communication. It's all really around having better relationships in whatever capacity they could be. It just shows up in a lot of different ways. And I think that's really rooted in the fact that relationships and communication are so dynamic and so diverse that it just can't be limited to one way. So when you really open yourself to being willing to learn and wanting to be a better person and having a better connection with your partner, um, then someone like me really kind of pulls through and helps you get there. And I will say that just from experience that you don't actually know how good a relationship with yourself or with someone else can be until you have it. But once you have it, there is no turning back. And then once you have it, it's always kind of reinventing the wheel to make sure that it just strengthens and gets better and better and better. And I think that that's something that a lot of people aren't doing. And what I'm noticing is that we're not having great relationships out here. We're dating and we're on this endless struggle bus and it's partly our fault. It's, it's definitely partly our fault. And we need to, we need to really like buckle down and call out our own BS, right? Just really yeah. call it what it is and do better and then have better connections because it's, it's wild on these apps. It is wild in these streets. It is like the wild, wild west out here. They need to get it together. And I keep telling people like, you want to keep going on these dates or you want to like, like what you want to do? What you yeah, want to do? No what you want to yeah. do. Get, like, raise your hand if you need help. Y'all not raising your hand and, oh, well, keep it popping. Keep swiping. Keep keep yeah. calling your friend when it don't work out. Keep wasting your outfits. Like, right. Like, what you want me to I mean, do? If, I remember, like, if you, well, when I was in that world, you know, if you didn't take pictures, at least you could wear it, like, again. Like, but I get what you're saying. I get I mean, what you're saying. it depends on where you went, too, right? Because if you went to the wrong place, yeah, yeah, everybody right. saw you. No, you're right. You know what I mean? You can't wear that exact same outfit again because you wasted it. (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> you just wasted it. You wasted everything. You wasted it. But you know, this, it's, it's a learning curve, right? Like I do think that bad dates are potentially good dates if you can take something away from it. But the whole point is just like, you know, if you're facing these obstacles and if you're hitting brick walls, at some point you have to hold yourself accountable to. There's something that's not right. There's something that's not right that needs to be fixed on your end too because it can't just be everybody else. Right. And we try to do that. Um, we try to do that in some of these trips as well, where it's definitely not pointing the finger, but it's just, right. you know, having some candid conversations and asking some questions and being, I mean, obviously in good vibes, lots of laughing. If there's alcohol, we're drinking, we eat good. So we're doing all the things. But even in doing that, it's kind of like, let's walk away from this as better people. Like, let's not just right. be like, oh, yeah. I, I got a tan and, and my belly full. Like, let's walk home. Right. Let's yeah. go home being like, no, that this was everything and then some. And now, going forward, I'm going to try to be better. Right. Wow. Okay. So, see? Mm. We need more people like you. But I'm glad you're here. So, this is a great start. <laughs> Thank you. This is a great start. So, tell everyone, how do we find you? How do we support you? How do we get involved? Let okay. So, I live... I live in these um, Instagram streets. Um, my website, right, I'm, I'm very easy to find. I, I tell everybody that I'm very mm-hmm. easy to find and connect with, but I will shut you down if it's some BS. Let's just call it what it is. So my website is um, straight but not narrow ladies, all one word. My Instagram handle is straight but not narrow ladies on Instagram. And my other page is um, Hey G Stone, Straight But Not Narrow Ladies, is specifically for the bi, curious, and queer um, women. And my Hey G Stone page is, I mean, that's a part of my identity, so it's for that as well. But it's a lot of the trips and the coaching and the mm-hmm. workshops and the educational things around dating, relationships, and communication. It's things that are above and beyond the very niche um, bisexual, um, queer, curious agenda. Woo! Damn, you already got me wanting to be a better person and shit. <laughs> listen, listen. <laughs> Come on over. <laughs> listen. Each one, each one. <laughs> well, well, I know where to find you, and now um, my guests all know where to find you. Um, but I just want to thank you so much for coming on today. So much. I um, I love what you're doing. I love what you're doing for the community, and I cannot wait to catch up with you soon. I appreciate it. And I I totally appreciate you taking the time and just keep doing what you're doing because it's really hard for a lot of people to um, have a platform where their voice is appreciated. So it's really nice that you're creating a space where you are allowing people to basically speak because it's a lot of rooms that people don't want to hear what I have to say because it's better if I don't. So I truly appreciate you and what you're doing and just being willing to allow people the platform to speak about the things that they're doing because you believe in it, but then you know that others would be interested in it. So I applaud you, sis, and I look forward to staying connected with you. Thank you so much for being a part of this week's episode. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can find me on Patreon. You can support one time or monthly. My Patreon is The People's Lesbian. I also want to take this moment to shout out my Patreon supporters, Leah and Kalia. I really appreciate it. You can also find me on social media. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Clubhouse at Lizzie underscore Lesbiana. Again, thank you so much. And until next time. 
Bye.